was a little bit like, oh god, like Bandon Dudes is gonna suck. It's gonna be like super rich and everyone's gonna be annoying and it's gonna be spending money on everything. Most of that changed once I figured out that you could buy a, a six dollar breakfast sandwich that had substantial amount of eggs in it. All right, so welcome everybody to the first ever episode of the Golfers Anonymous podcast. I'm here with Matt. And Matt, since this is your first time on the pod and the first ever episode, I want to set a precedent of how people introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. Because basically, we're going to have a new guest every single week, a new normal person golfer. So, you know, not a pro, not a famous person. Matt is very regular. I want you to say, I want you to say your name, mm-hmm. how long you've been playing golf, and your handicap. Hello, camera. Uh, my name is Matt. Uh, golf for... 11 years, just uh, before high school, and handicaps of 7.3. All right. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to uh, be here and spread some uh, probably mediocrely interesting information. Um, so the reason I wanted to start this podcast is because I think that like even normal golfers have like very interesting reasons for like why they got into golf, their favorite golf memory, all that stuff. Um, so with that being said, why don't you tell me about like why you started playing golf, how you got into the golf in the first place? Yeah, um, as probably many people or some people have this similar thing, it's uh, kind of been passed down, uh, starting at my dad. Uh, he played golf in college at University of Hartford, um, and his dad uh, played golf as well, which is how my dad uh, started playing. Um, and my grandpa, his dad, was like, you know, starting to get pretty old, and one day he was just like, has Maddie started uh, playing golf yet? And he was like, no. Uh, and then we went to the driving range, and I hit some balls. I may have <laughs> thrown, <laughs> thrown an eight iron. Uh, onto you threw the dri- an eight iron? Well, it's like I, not overhand, but I took a golf swing, and the eight iron ended up on the fairway of the driving range. Uh, yes. Um, my first time, but... Yeah, it was just, I guess my grandpa was just like, hey, maybe he should, or wondered if I had played, and then my dad was like, oh, maybe we should. So your dad's pretty good. Yeah, that, yeah. Your yeah. dad, you, I think, he, has he ever been, is he scratch? Like, what's... He's not a scratch. He's, I think his, his best is, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I may, maybe he's been a scratch in, like, college or something, but as, since I've known him, I think the lowest has been around a three. Um, he's got a few rounds under par. So, right. he, yeah, pretty serious player. I'll take that. Yeah. So, do you, do you remember what your first set of golf clubs were? Like, my first full real yeah, set? Yeah, like, the, the first set that, that your dad got you when he was like, yeah, let's was, get this kid in the yeah. game. This actually, I was a little bit of a, a privileged bastard in this, in this <laughs> sense. Um, but actually, it was a set of, uh, first, like, full set, it was a, Set of Titleist uh, AP twos. Wow, are those the easiest? E- those are the easier ones to hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was those ones. They were red, um, and the, we act, the, my the other side of my one side of my dad's family has some history um, in the in the golf industry. He kind of he kind of like started Footjoy a little bit. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? Yeah. How do I not know this about you, dude? You you you're almost golf royalty. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know. I guess I I guess I 
I don't feel like I'd want to like I don't know I no, don't want to sound like a, a spoiled schmuck maybe fair enough but um, but so I guess here we are recording it live which is a great time to now, tell the world now, now, now the world will know <laughs> um, yeah so so someone on in your dad's family started Footjoy to tell me about that yeah or tell me what you know about it he his name was uh, Bill Tarlow um, he recently passed away um, they he was building he was building shoes. <laughs> He was he was a he was shoe built guy. in golf shoes, yeah. Just like with his hands. I don't. I, they, they had a factory, right? But right, it maybe right. started with the hands. But um, a year ago, Titleist came after he passed. They came out with a shoe called the Tarlo. Wow. Which is my. I'm always so bad at the family trees, like connecting <laughs> the. <laughs> uh, my dad's. Dad's brothers. Son, all right. My dad's uncle, and and now since you have like (laughs) since you have foot joy, you know, essentially running through your blood. Do you wear foot joy shoes exclusively? Exclusively, yeah. Is that because and and golf gloves? Right, right, right. Is that is that because of the family tie, or you you just like the comfort? Got to pay some homage, homage (laughs) to the um. To the family line, um, I also think they're probably the best. Maybe that's biased, but I, yeah, yeah. So I do, yeah. Part of me is like I'd like to show some respect. Okay, that's awesome. So yeah, I think so they sold it like too early or something. So right, it's not right. Like, it's not like I've lived in a castle or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Matt has been playing golf for eleven years. He's an eight handicap, and he is foot joy royalty. Yeah, down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let that well, that's known. cool. I didn't know that about you. The things, yeah. that, the things you learn on, on Golfers Anonymous that, that you didn't know there before. Um, so you started golf when you, when did you say, going into high school or eighth grade, something like that? Yeah. I, yeah. Were you, like, good when you first started? Or was it, like, because, you know, some people pick up a golf club. They don't, they look like they'll never figure it out. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I wasn't horrible. I could... Like I think my swing was relatively recent uh, or decent. Recent that doesn't make sense. Uh, it, like it it had this like the right like I w- I was making yeah. a swing. I wasn't out there like making a dumb hack. And you played um, baseball too, so that probably helped a little bit. I did, and some people get screwed up with the baseball because like the back foot's pretty different. But I was always horrible at hitting, right. um, so that really wasn't too big of a problem. Well, you know, I've been told actually that like. Being a, a pitcher, because you pitched in baseball, yes. I've been told that yeah. that actually helps more with the golf swing than, like, swinging a bat. I think that is true. Um, I, I think it, it's something, to, the weight transfer. The or hips, the, too. The hip, yeah, yeah. And something about starting at the base and then finishing at your tip. There you go. Of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Oh, are you allowed to swear on this Dude, podcast? Dude, you can say anything you want. There's a... There's something you click when you submit it to like all these platforms. Okay. It's like not safe for kids. This this will not be safe okay. for kids. We don't. Right. Golfers Anonymous does not apply to the to the youth. Um, Good. We start at 18. Okay. Um, when, once once they have to start paying full greens fees at golf courses, that's when they can listen to, <laughs> okay. to Golfers Anonymous, <laughs> okay. which was also the big. I think that's fair. Did you ever ride like the uh, the junior golf wave? Because there were. Dude, there were some crazy deals out there. Like right, we're right around the corner from Newton Com. Yeah. In yeah. in Brighton, if you went like an hour before sunset, 
and you were under the age of 16, it was five bucks, as much golf as you want. It was wild. And then, like, Franklin Park, like, great golf course. I think it's the second oldest golf course in America. Yeah. Um, the junior rate was 12 bucks. Anytime, play as much as you want. You know, I, I think I kind of just played at Putterham all the time, and I just would refuse to pay or sneak right. on. Or I think maybe we got to play there for free being on the high school golf team. I right. might be making that up, or yeah. I've convinced myself of it. <laughs> so... Um, so so you you hinted you played high school golf. Yes. Yeah. Well, what was that like? Um, I was on JV for two years. The coach was a great guy. I don't think he was very knowledgeable at golf. Didn't really care. Kind of was like let you play. Um, and then I was on varsity for the last two years. I mean, it was great. Um, some of my best friends now were from the golf team. Um, really, I think it was more fun uh, varsity year. Uh, my junior and senior years of high school. Were you guys good? We were good. Uh, we made it to base states. Some kids, I think, made it to states. We may have made it to states, yeah. too. I honestly, I can never keep track and, of that. And what was your handicap in high school? Oh, uh, I didn't really keep an accurate accord. Probably 14. See, that I, I feel like in high school, I thought, I had this picture of you that you were much better than that. Because if you were a 14 then, I'm like a 14 now. I have a hard time believing that you weren't better than current Noah. That I mean, maybe 14 is a little too high. I, w- I definitely was not... I was like mid-80s. Okay. So maybe like 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So at the time in high school, like what was your best round ever? I shot a 79... Like way before I should ever come close is, to shooting. Is this the club championship? <laughs> yeah. Story? yeah, you got it. So tell us about your your club championship title. Uh, I was not eight, many people can say yeah, that. Yeah, I am a, the was the net club championship holder at uh, Robert T Lynch Municipal circa 2017, maybe. Wait, you got to wear it proudly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh wait, 2017 minus four, Thir- 2013. So 2013. 2013. So your sophomore year, approximately. Our sophomore year high school. I, th- I think around then. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was, was the format? Uh, I mean, it was just. I think you just played. Oh, just stroke play with net. Taking the net, yeah, handy, net maybe score. a max of double par or something. Yeah, um, I was in I was an eighteen handicap at the time, so my course handicap I got twenty strokes, um, and I shot a seventy nine. Uh, half of the disclaimer: the tee boxes were set up a little funky because it was a club championship, so half of them were from the reds. Okay, half of them were from the tips, yeah. just to be like I don't know. They thought it would be interesting. So I shot in net 59. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. We're, and we're, what, 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 did, uh, what did the fellow patrons th- think about that? There was one dude who would always wear like a little feather in his hat. And like my dad didn't like him. He was kind of known to be like a little bit of like a, it's like annoying golf guy, how most guys are. Um, and he, I, I remember him, he was kind of pissed about this young guy who probably lied about his handicap and won by a zillion. Was there, was there like a prize involved? I don't think so. Just for the, the just for the good of the game. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because one of my best friends now, Justin, who he'll he might be on this podcast we'll get later. Him on, yeah. Um, he won the gross, but we weren't friends at the time. No way. Yeah. So what did he shoot? I I don't know, but uh, low seventies. Yeah, 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 probably seventy four. Okay. Maybe around then. So you shot seventy nine at Putterham. <laughs> yeah. At 14 years old, 15 years old, 
as a 18 handicap. Yeah. And now, and you're an eight handicap. Let's talk about like when you start to get much better at golf. Cause you've told me like you never really got better until like, you know, call a little after college. Post college for sure. I mean, I played in high school and then I didn't play at all in college. I mean, I took my clubs to school. I'd play three times a semester for nine holes each. Yeah. Just like around. You just weren't into it? <clears throat> I mean, I, there was other stuff that I, I felt was more important. Yeah. Like, so I just didn't play very much. Did you still watch golf when you like weren't playing? Like maybe the Masters, but I don't know. Really. Do you consider yourself to be a golf fan or do you just like playing golf? I'm a I'm a golf fan, I would say, but I think there's a lot of people out there who probably enjoy watching golf more than I do mm-hmm. or know more. I don't know anything about golf history. Honestly, like some of the things you were saying in the car, like Keegan winning that for the whatever. Yeah. I couldn't have told you that. I know <laughs> I think I know he won a major cuz I figured that out recently, but right. like I don't really know much about golf history. I I guess it's cool. I'd be interested. I wish I guess I knew more, but like I'd more prefer playing it, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, but sorry to cut you off. You were mm-hmm. saying when you when you started getting much better at golf. Oh. I honestly, it was just once I graduated college, <laughs> there were less things to do. I started playing golf again. Um, I upgraded my clubs, which was the biggest difference for me, really? I think. Yeah. Uh, I got a driver that, had an extra stiff shaft. I got new irons that didn't have regular shafts. I'm a little bit of a shaftoid. <laughs> if there's any Mark Crossfield fans out there, um, I'm a big believer in you got to have the right shaft makes you swing right. Um, but I, I think just getting the new clubs and I guess maybe growing into my body a little bit, I just kind of learned how to play golf, probably became a little bit less of a pussy than I was like in sophomore year of high school, and I just kind of grew a sack and played a little better. So what... Um, like what part of your game you think actually got better? Like you could became a better, better putter or what? Or just like everything kind of got better at the same time? It was, I think it was kind of everything. I got a new driver, then I got really good at hitting the ball far, and then I got new irons, and I stopped missing the greens by 30 yards with the pitch, pitching wedge, and then I learned that the greens do break. <laughs> Um, so, that was so, you, so you hinted at the driver. You you spanked yeah. the ball. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can launch it. Mm-hmm. You you probably hit the ball further than... The, I think the furthest drives I've seen have, have come off the face of, of your driver. It's possible. Um, so would you say... Is that, is that currently the, the strongest part of your game, you'd say? Uh, yeah. Struggled a little bit at the end of last season. It like it, but the beginning of last season with the driver, it was... Yeah, that was... Piping it. Yeah, that that is the best. Uh, yeah, it's definitely where I gain the most strokes. So, so you're gaining the most strokes with the driver. Is that also your favorite club, or do you have loyalties elsewhere in the bag? No, that's my favorite club. What driver is it? TaylorMade M2, maybe M1. All right. Um. So, all right. So you we've covered how you got better at golf. When you got better at golf. Do you like golf more now? Overall, what both fan and playing than you than you maybe did before? Yes. Um I do, although I think I've I've enjoyed it the most when I'm with my friends and especially with some of my friends who are 
who I'm competitive with and I would prefer to beat them. Right. So that's, I think, when I enjoy golf the most. Um, as I no longer live in the direct epicenter of where that my golf world is, I could see maybe my golf interest may start to decline a little bit. But, like, it, it, I think for me, I kind of just, like, I, for me to get pretty into it, I need a, a guy or a couple guys who I know I can beat and they know they can beat me. Right, right, right. Um, obviously, it, those can't both be true all the time. So, so when you say they can beat you and you can beat them, are you looking for guys that you can have a good match with straight up? Or, like, let's say you and I went out, like, I beat you sometimes, you beat me sometimes, but you're giving me four pops or whatever it is. Is that still a fun match for you? Yeah. Yes. Um, it, a- absolutely, it absolutely is. For some reason, like, there are some people out there who I want to beat more than others. Right. For Everybody ex- has those people. For example, like, you, I, I, don't, I don't think I have that, like, competitive aspect against you specifically. Right. I don't know why that I is. Haven't, I haven't pissed you off yet on the golf course yet. I guess I'm, that could be it. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> um, but there's, like, a couple people who I have in my head that I will always really want to beat. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have those people on the pod. We won't name yeah. names now, but <laughs> nope. maybe they'll say the same thing, things about you. Let me check this. All right, so you so you mentioned you like golf, you play you like playing golf competitively, competitively with friends, enemies on the course. Yeah. Um, are you playing like games? Are you playing just match play? What What do you like to do out there? Um, on my favorite match is just match play, eighteen holes, whether it's one on one or two on two best ball. Um, I. Honestly, in my the whole like, you know, like front back eight, eight full match like five five ten if that means anything to the viewers <laughs> out there like, I thought that was kind of fun, but I I think I really just prefer just have a match if you someone gets smoked and they want to press then you press. I love a good eighteen hole match. Yeah, because like, yeah. dude, you play nine holes, it's like anything could happen on that second nine. You know, like there's no way like it's not over. Like if you're three up after nine, it's like. Sure, you smoked them, but there's plenty of golf left. Plenty of golf left. Also, look, especially at our level, anything you could, your game could drop off a cliff. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> um, all right, so so on the theme of you know competitive golf, playing mm-hmm. with your friends. Um, I know you've been on a few golf trips. Yes. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell me about you know some of the trips you've been on? Like, is there a favorite course you've played so far? Yeah, um, I'd say the most notable was uh, Bandon Dunes. Uh, my our friend group won a little golf bet, uh, and we took a trip to Bandon. A, a, a little golf <laughs> bet to pay for a, a, a week in, in Bandon Dunes. <laughs> yeah, it didn't pay for all of it, but it paid for some of it. Um, which, yeah, like if you tally up the total number of dollars, it gets pretty heinous. But I really just prefer to block that out. Um, Don't it, we all? But, but it was awesome. It'd be like super rich, and everyone's gonna be annoying, and it's gonna be spending money on everything. Um, and like. Most of that, uh, most of that changed once I figured out that you could buy a, a six dollar breakfast sandwich that had substantial amount of eggs in it. Oh, that's perfect for you. Yeah, I just it really it kind of set the tone that like people are here to not be a rich. Snob. It's just about the golf. <laughs> yeah, which is which is how it should be on yeah. those trips. Obviously, there's like a time and a place to like bring your family, go to yeah. that kind of resort. But a place like Bandon, just up against the cliffs of yeah. the coast of Oregon, like just go play golf, dude. Like 
Yeah. Leave all the, the extra shit but behind. I liked it. I think my favorite was probably Band and Dunes proper. Um, so the main course? Yeah. I think Pacific Dunes, we actually didn't get to finish. We had to yeah. stop on like hole 14 or something because of daylight. Um, yeah, it was it was good. So I've asked, um, I know some other people that have been to Band and Dunes, like, do all four, or was it five? Do do all of the courses yeah, at Band and Dunes, are those all, like, on another level compared to the other courses you've played? Or do, like, some of these other courses, like, we played Beth Page together. Does that get close? I know you've played Chambers Bay. Does that kind of get up there with them, or are they in a league of their own? Maybe I'm, like, an, an idiot, but, like, I don't really have a good sense of when a golf course is, like, better than another one. I feel like there's so many variables, like, how you played what the conditions were like, if you had a fun match. I think those, for me, are, like, more important generally than what the layout of the golf course is. Maybe I don't know enough about golf history to be able to appreciate it. I like that. You don't... Uh, Yeah. So, with that being said, are there any that, that are on that upper echelon based on that criteria? I mean, honestly... Yeah, this might go against everything I just <laughs> said, but I think I think Beth Page for me does it. I I think a lot of golf courses are very like sick or very cool or scenic because they're in uh, nature atmospheres, which is obviously awesome. I very much appreciate that, but I tend to find myself in those naturey aspects uh, just as like life and like doing like backpacking camping big, and stuff big nature guy yeah big nature guy so for me i love the i love the pure uh just country club aspect of beth page black just like green white sand traps it, like it's just like everything you th- i think what the average person would think of when they think of like really fucking nice golf course beth page black i mean dude it's also very and we played there together yeah. um i think the coolest thing about beth page also my favorite golf course at the moment yeah. um I think it's so cool because, like you said, all the holes are like still beautiful and unique yeah. without the like terrain being beautiful and unique. So I think that's a sign of like a rich, really cool golf course. I completely agree. And it was just great I, vibes. We were it, having a blast. Out it was there. awesome because none of us had really like been playing golf at the time. Like yeah. our, our games weren't perfect. Um, but anyway, no, that was that was fun. Your favorite golf course at the moment is Beth Page Black. Yeah. And I wanted to actually talk about that because you had to use rental clubs. Yes. Um, tell me about using rental clubs. And if that was like, was that like in your head when you were playing? Or were you just like, screw it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to launch it? Because you, spoiler alert, he took like the Rory line on the first <laughs> tee from the tips and hit the, this beautiful drive with like a, a crowd watching with a, with a rental driver. Yeah, I... I forget the word. I think I almost had like a little bit of the reverse yips with the rental clubs because I have somewhat of a history um, with rental clubs. I I played the best round of my life with rental clubs. Whoa! Um, I'm sure we'll probably get into that in a minute here. Um, but I no, I I actually think the thing for me is I, I was wearing uh, just like on cloud, just like walking trainer shoes mm. and. I found it hard, harder to get into a golf mindset, I think, because of the shoes more so than the clubs. All right. I like it. We were also walking, and I feel like we were walking, walking yep. like, minimizes any distraction you could have. 
Because, like, if you're having to walk between the holes, like, if you have rental clubs and you got to stick that thing back into the <laughs> cart and, like, drive to the next ball, you're just going to be thinking about, like, oh, it was because of the rental club. Yeah. But, like, since you're walking, it's like, oh, it's like, we're just out here, you know? Yeah. So you're, 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 you're big rental clubs guy. Best round of your life with rental yeah. clubs. Where, where was that? That was at uh, Chambers Bay, home of the 20-something U.S. Open. 2015. Jordan Spieth. Yeah, when the DJ three put on DJ choked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe like at that time I had regular shafts in my clubs, and these were stiff. I, I don't know if that's really makes you shoot the best score of your life. But I, I shot a seventy eight there in heinous wind, windy <laughs> conditions, and I tripled the first hole. Not an easy course. No, and uh-huh. it, it like the wind was. I don't want to like. I don't really want to like flex like that. But like the wind was blowing so hard that it knocked the power out of the clubhouse. Stop. At one point, dude, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> did you where, where, did you play from the tips? Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't know. I think something. Good man. I think something about tripling the first hole put me in a mindset that the ma- round just didn't matter. I was just there hanging out for, on vacation for and a I long just fucking. For a long time, my best round was a triple on the first hole. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something about just getting off to a shitty start, yeah. and you're like, "Well, I, I, I got to keep going, right?" It's only the first hole. I, I, I think it is. It just takes, snaps you out. But of it. so, so you play the best round of your life with rental clubs. How do you leave those clubs behind? Um, like, like how do you I part ways with them? I, I don't. What I was, I, legi- I mean, maybe I think think about this too logistically, but I, I don't know. I took a picture of them and then I gave them <laughs> back to the clubhouse. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever make any moves to pursue anything that was in that bag, or you just? You just no. left it in as history. Yeah, it was just history. I mean, it's like, I can't, I, I think, I, maybe a part of me was like, if I get these clubs, am I actually expect to shoot a 78 every time? Like, probably not. Right. No, that's a good way yeah. of thinking about it. I don't know. It's, um, that's very freeing. You know, yeah. it's not about the clubs. It's you. Yeah. Like, low-key, maybe a little bit about the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's like those clubs, whatever. Um, so, we talked about, about your best round. Do you have, like, a, a best shot you've ever hit in mind? Yeah. Um, it was at Beth, nope, it was at Chambers Bay, I don't know what hole it was, maybe 13 or 14, it was a drivable par 4, there's kind of like, it's kind of like in a valley uphill all the way, uh, and I just ripped a driver to like 3 feet. Eagle? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. That's awesome. I thought you were going to say your, your hole in one. No. I, yeah, I don't. This might be a, a hot take, but I think like the the hole in one hype nowadays is like it's kind of overblown. On the t- tell me more about that. I don't. I. I mean, maybe it was just because I hit one and I was like almost maybe too young to understand how big it was, or and I also couldn't really tell if the ball went in. Um, but in terms of like things I've done on the g- golf course, it, that probably isn't really like top five. Maybe it's like fifth-ish, but I mean, I, I could see the argument <clears throat> where like it probably took more skill to hit that shot at Chambers versus a hole in one when you were what fifteen, fourteen, something like that. Some something like that. <clears throat> um, and I, I don't know. I feel like people think of hole in one as like best moment of life. It's up I there for that, a lot of people. Yeah. I, yeah. I I don't know. I. There's just so like it's it's kind of random, honestly. Like it's it's obviously like a sick shot, and I I wonder if like the whole like Matt Sharf good good YouTube thing has blown out of proportion. Where like whenever you hit a hole in one, you have to celebrate for like a year <laughs> and like do a backflip. 
Um, That's valid, dude. I don't know. It, it, but also, maybe I haven't been around one. We'll see if you get age. another one. Yeah. If you get another hole in one, that's that's how we'll yeah. know. Yeah. If, if that's if it's really if you're a hole in one guy, or not. I will say my my dad uh, has yet to hit a hole in one, and he's I mean he's he's played a lot of golf and he's been a really good golfer. I mean I'm not gonna lie, that's like a, a fear of mine. Is that I'll play golf never. my whole life and I'll never get a hole in one. You got it out of the way early. I did. So you're pretty. You're lucky. <laughs> I checked it off. My you bingo don't have card. To, to worry about that. Um, I'm gonna be walking up to par threes until I'm 85, just being like, "Is it yeah. ever gonna happen?" You know, it's interesting. I wonder if, because uh, I mean, I, my dad, I, I'm sure he'd love to have one, but I don't think it's really like at the top of his mind. My my grandpa's had like a, th- a few, maybe three. Uh huh. Um, might have to get your dad on the pod. It seems like he. he I'm sure he, he would be thrilled. A lot. The problem is that the pl- course he plays all the time has the hardest par threes in the <laughs> world. There's one that's like under a hundred and thirty yards. There's yeah. the other two are like one eighty. Yeah, that's tough. Uphill. That's tough. Can't see the pin. Shifting the conversation slightly. Please. Um, part of this thing, I, I want to do like a, a would you rather? Okay. Like a, I don't know if I, I'm not sure if I'll do like the same would you rather with each person I bring on. Um, so I have two for you. Okay. Um, the first one is, and I, I didn't come up with this. I stole it from uh, another podcast, The Breakfast Ball. Funny okay. guys. Um, would you rather have an automatic two-putt on every hole the rest of your life? You could one-putt sometimes, but you're never going to do more than a two-putt. Or hit every fairway. So when you say this, is this like like to score better or you're just like really good at doing them? You, you can take that any direction you want. All right. Um, I'll say from the get-go, in terms of like if I just like hit a button and everyone knows I'm just hitting a button and it's happening, I think I would do neither of them because like the whole point of golf is that it's hard and then you do something that's hard. So just being like oop, boop, button, fairway or button, two putt from deep, like what's the – like what's the point of that? Um, that's like, it's like um, what's in, what's like in that? It's like let's say, like you go lift, but you don't actually go lift. You just like do. You just take knowledge. a pill and you're strong, like yeah. uh, limitless or whatever it is. Yeah, like you'd be nice, but you you like the grind of it. Well, it's like the like the whole point. But it's like if you're doing something for the for the challenge, then you don't do. It. You just get the reward. It's pointless. Okay, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, in terms of my own golf game, uh, I would benefit. Ooh, I think I would take the. F- I think I would have more fun playing golf if I hit every fairway. I think the exact same thing. Most yeah. people say the two putt because obviously, yeah, yeah like a two putt, you save so many strokes. And I acknowledge that. Like, if you're trying to score better, the two-putt thing is, is the no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, like, logistically, but probably. I'm just thinking, like, if I could hit every single fairway, I would, I would love playing golf. I mean, yeah. I already <laughs> love playing golf. Yeah, yeah. But if I never had to see that ball, like, bloop over uh-huh. into the woods or, like, have to go hunting for my ball and some pine straw chipping out, like, sure, I'll, I don't know how much better at golf I'll be, but... I'll certainly have exponentially more enjoyment out of it. And, you know, and I'll walk away happier, and <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And just, like, there's something about uh, walking down a fairway and just seeing your ball in the fairway. You just feel like you have the biggest goddamn nuts and, and on keep, the world. And keep in mind, with this thing, I'm talking, like, you split the fairway every time. Oh, yeah. Like, you're, you're splitting it on the, the grass line. It's just... And it, 
like when you're in the fairway and you have to hit your approach shot and you get to actually be like, what's the distance? Like you're playing golf the way it's supposed to be played, and that's quite fun. I agree. Like there's nothing worse than, um, and it's happened to everybody. Like no matter how good you are at golf, when like you just can't get off the tee, and like yeah. you're hitting every drive like, just a little bit right, and you're chipping out, hitting your third shot from the fairway every time. It's just, like, an enjoyment thing. Like, uh, sue me. Put dry. I know it's dry for show, putt for dough, yeah. but, like, I'm going, I'm going with the, the That's fairways. That's what's fun. All right, let me find a, a good question for us to, to wrap up here with. Oh, we got to talk. You're, you're a big food guy. Oh, you, yeah. You yeah, love yeah, snacking yeah, yeah, yeah. on the golf course. Yeah. And I feel like every time we play golf, you show up with, like, <laughs> some kind of, like, interesting snack that you're going to eat, like, not through nine holes, but, like, you're like, I'm going to eat this in, like, the 12th hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... One, do you have a go-to snack that you'll, like, bring with you from home? And then secondly, is there, like, something they'll have at the turn that's, like, fuck yeah? Uh, yeah, I, I want to start out by saying I think, like, nutrition during anything relatively physical or mental-related is, like, important. And so if you get too low or too high in terms of stomach being full or, like, What's a like blood sugar level? Like I, yeah, I just yeah. think it's gonna, it's, you're not gonna play as well, especially in a sport where you kind of just want to like stay as calm as especially possible. Especially you're out there for four hours. Yeah, like that's like a long time. Like, when do you ever go hot. four hours without eating? Not while you're doing something like that. You probably burn calories and active. I believe uh, you've burned what that, like six jillion that calories. That will <laughs> tell me that I'm, I'm burning calories yeah. <laughs> out there on the golf course. You gotta, you gotta feed that belly. Um, in terms of what I actually like to eat. I would say uh, I think the perfect on-course snack uh, would be an Uncrustable. An Uncrustable? Wow, yeah. that's good. Maybe, I'm, know, a slut, actually, I'm a dirty slut for an I've never actually had one. They can go pretty hard when, uh, when, the, when, the, bun, when the bread is, like, soft. It's just good because you, like, you don't need too much protein. It's got, the, it's got a little bit of protein because the peanut butter... Uh, it goes down easy, easy to digest, uh, not too oily, like, doesn't make you feel like shit. Like, I don't know, at least for me, if I were to, like, slam a few hot dogs at the turn and then, like, expect to, my body to be able to, like, play golf and stay in the mental state on holes 11, 12, and 13, there's a 0% chance. Well, it's like, would you eat two hot dogs and go for a run? No. Probably not. No, well, would you like, Would you eat not. two hot dogs before doing any any <laughs> athletic event? And we just, like, jump out the carts, like, grab two hot dogs, slam them, and then tee off it's on not, the tent. It's not for me. It's not for me. I mean, like, a, I'd, I will say, like, a turkey club, like, that'll do it. But I really think it's kind of, it's, it's kind of important to feed your body properly if you're, I mean, if you're trying to play golf at a, at least a high level for yourself. If you're trying to go out there and drink beers and eat hot dogs, then drink beers and eat hot dogs. <laughs> I say that about the hot dogs. I'm probably still gonna eat the hot dogs. As you they, should. Dude, they're very as you should. Because you're you're hungry out there. Yeah, they. Yeah. The thing yeah. I always did that I, I like thought the was mustard. The mustard on a golf course for some reason does it for wake me. Wake you up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Feel it <laughs> in your nose. Yep. <laughs> um, something I always liked was I don't think Subway does the five dollar footlongs anymore. Yeah. But I would always find a Subway on the way to mm-hmm. the golf course, get a footlong, usually in Italian. Mm-hmm. Because it'll like last throughout the round without yeah. getting super soggy. Yeah. Eat half like before I go, and then half at nine. I always thought that was like the that's, best thing. That's a perfect Subway. Subway has been fire. I had Subway for the first time in a couple of years, like two months ago. Firing. There's a lot of people that will slander you for some Subway. I think there's nothing wrong with Subway. But people, some people, people have, hate people. People hate, on, hate Subway? on Subway. They've upped their game. I haven't been in a while, to be honest. I think there's one down the street. I might have to try it. I might have to see if they they still got what's cooking. I 
they don't have the nine grain honey oat bread anymore. I don't oh, know if that shit. was your. Sh- I asked for that, and then they said no, and I was. Damn. I was spent spiraling. <laughs> you, you, you walked out the door. <laughs> yeah, but um, they, they got some. They got some new sauces. Would recommend. Not a sponsor. Not yet. <laughs> um, okay, I said that was the last question. Last question. Do you have any weird routines on the course? Are you superstitious about golf? Like, are there any just like things on the course that'll like rattle you? Um, I think my most interesting. Th- uh, one thing I think I'd want to say is I I learned that. Like when I don't love hitting the driving range before a round, other than to loosen the body up. And I heard recently that uh, Fred Couples would always warm up, take his first swings with a four iron. Interesting. Why is Fred Couples hitting a four iron? It's so hard to hit a four iron out of the gate. You usually start with like a pitching wedge, eight iron, something like that, to keep the, like because you can hit them. And if you walk up to the, you walk out of the car stiff as hell after an hour and a half drive. Maybe it's like six degrees outside. You hit six four irons that you skull and hit poorly. Are you thinking, oh man, maybe I'm not hitting the ball great today? Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually yeah. freaking love that. Yeah, you can't. Dude, that's you can't awesome. start off poorly. And it's like a long club. It'll get your yep. full range of motion. Yep. Dude, and, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you do that? I, I feel like I mean. Yeah, I, know, I feel like I've never seen you do that personally. To be, I mean, I I learned it at the end of last season. That's awesome. And to be, I don't know if I've done it every time, but I don't. I it makes so much sense to me that I think I you should. It's like whatever. Like who cares if you go hit, hit some good pitching wedges on the range? And the worst part is if you don't hit the good pitching wedges. You, if you're not first thought is oh god I can't hit the ball today. You're a wow. maniac. I yeah. pray to God that thing is recording for that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, that's a good point to end. Thank you, Matt, for being our first ever guest. Yeah, thank this was you. awesome. We're gonna get you back on. This yeah, was a blast. I'd happy to. I, we I, really I got really a good, had a good time here at the end. 